Todd. Toddy Payton, how you doing? Yeah, good, mate, good. How's Townsville treating you? Yeah, mate, that's why you caught. Yeah, what's doing? I've noticed that. A lot of the boys wearing wearing no shirts up there. Brian, you want to do the same? Yeah, mate, so what's the issue? Back hair. Right. No, sorry, mate, not, not laughing at... Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Do I know anyone that can sort of sort that out? Um, look, what's sort of the hair length that we're dealing with? Right, pretty... Pretty significant. Okay. Um, mate, is there any chance you can sort of clip it back a little bit before we get someone in there? Right. You'll talk to Val Holmes about that. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Excellent. All right, mate. Well, look, if you get Val on that, we'll, we'll sort of look around and get someone for you. Excellent. All right. Cheers, Toddy. Yep. Oh, you've got to run? Yep. No dramas. Oh, hang up on me. Love you too. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 24. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. I'm looking around, and it's just me uh, tonight, just a bit of a one-on-one episode. Uh, the team, they're on holidays, and they'll be joining us again next week. Really excited to have them back as we really um, start to dive into uh, you know, the season. It's starting to really heat up now, and... Uh, Yeah, sort of licking our wounds as Newcastle Knights fans as well, and I'm sure we'll get into that um, shortly. But before we do, uh, let's jump into the warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Yeah, this little segment came from, you know, just a lot of the, the fun, silly uh, conversations we have before we hit record um, off air. And uh, we thought, you know, why don't we sort of share that and find out a little bit more about ourselves and our, our weird, weird little quirks. Um, looking at the run sheet here, though, it's a shame, again, Dana's not here. Um, she, the question that she's got for me here is uh, you get three wishes what are they and why? Um, again, I'd like to hear your thoughts, Dana. I'll have to, um, we'll have to share them out on the socials. Look, three wishes. Um, well, uh, I used one wish up already. Um, that was, you know, for Kalen Ponga to re-sign with the Newcastle Knights. Um, it was really interesting to watch the narrative of Newcastle Knights fans where, you know, you love him, you hate him because you think he's leaving, and then we're back in love. Um, KP, I know you're an avid listener of the NRL show. Um, never fell out of love, mate, and I uh, really do appreciate you coming through with that one. So that's my first wish gone. Second one, look, we need another Knights Premiership. It's been too long. 2001, um, distant memory. Um, so, hey, let's throw a Knights Premiership ship in there and uh third wish if i had a third wish you know i'd be the guy that asked for unlimited wishes like i I still don't know what the rule book is in terms of what that looks like but um yeah i'd I'd be still sort of trying my luck there so maybe i burn it maybe not but um unlimited wishes all right let's jump into our first segment for tonight the breakdown it's do or die one game got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money this is what the greatest thing about sports is you play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, <laughs> went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And let's dive into our round eight preview of the NRL. And, uh, yeah, the season is certainly starting to heat up now. We're starting to see, you know, a lot of the top teams start to separate. Um, you know, we're seeing, obviously, the, the, the year-on-year-out logjam of, of teams trying to fight their way in and around that top eight. 
Um, you know, and a lot of the clubs that are struggling continue to struggle. Um, but in our big feature game this week, we have the South Sydney Rabbitohs um, coming up against the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Um, this game we played Friday at 8 o'clock uh, at the Central Coast Gosford Stadium. Look, really interesting game, um, you know, reflecting on the, the oh, I guess, the, the performances of both teams in recent weeks. Uh, both teams are coming off um, disappointing losses. Um, starting with the Rabbitohs, uh, they went down by one point um, to the West Tigers, 23 points to 22. You know, the Tigers... They've found a little bit of form at the moment, but you know South Sydney will be really um, disappointed in the way in which they they manage that football game. Um, you know, obviously, the, you know they won't be trying to use this as an excuse, but you know the lack of you know losing Latrell, um, you know, has been you know a, a massive loss um, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You know, again, we've spoken you know countless times about Adam Reynolds moving to Brisbane Broncos and you know how significant that would be. But in the back of your mind, you you always thought that you know the, the Latrell and Cody Walker combination would be enough to continue to uh, for this team to sort of continue to compete for a championship but yeah without Latrell um, it's certainly been um, it's certainly been challenging um, in terms of you know some of the some of the positive for the Rabbitohs I still feel like Lachlan Ilias is still finding his way really really impressive you know to be playing at this level at his age um, in that halfback role, I feel like he's doing a great job, and you know, and, you know, obviously there's going to be a little bit of short-term pain, but you know, potentially South Sydney have found a long-term halfback that they can really get behind, um, you know, over the next five to ten years. So you know, that's a positive there for South Sydney, but again, some 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 initial challenges in the meantime. Uh, the other um, big one is Cody Walker. Again, we've really been waiting for Cody to have that, you know, breakout game um, because, you know, last year outside of Tom Travojevic having a, a one-in-decade um, year, you know, performance, you know, Cody Walker would have been Daily M uh, Player of the Year. And, um, you know, obviously the difference between last year and this year is is significant, but he's still really trying to find his place and really, um, yeah, trying to figure out what, what, what his role is in this football team. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see... Um, you know, how, you know, the coach um, sort of manages this year for Cody because there's going to come a point where, you know, what do you do? You know, the, the, you know there was a lot of, uh, I guess, conspiracies as to who would replace Adam Reynolds. Do you put Cody Walker in that halfback role and just give him the entire football team and say everything runs through you or do you keep um, sort of, you know, keep him in his preferred position of 5'8", letting him float in and out of games, connect the edges and, and obviously, you know, um, you know, get the best out of his devastating running game. You know, as he gets older, loses a little bit of speed, I just wonder whether a potential move to halfback could be, you know, something to spark him. But anyway, there's a little bit of patience there being shown by the Rabbitohs, keeping him there. And um, yeah, again, Cody Walker starting to warm into it, but still a long way away from his um, incredible form uh, last season. Uh, stepping through uh, into their forward pack, you know, again, this is probably something that, you know, has, has uh, you know, I guess, you know, where they have struggled to keep pace with the absolute top teams in the competition. Um, Davida Totola, um, you know, Kolomatangi. Um, I thought Jai, I thought Jai Arrow and Cam, Cam Murray, the captain, they've been playing particularly well. But, you know, this is going to be a really big week and a really big test for the South Sydney Rabbitohs because I really feel like they've got to win the middle because, um, you know, as soon as the Rabbitohs are rolling forward, that brings Damian Cook into the game, which then takes pressure off the halves. So for me, um, yeah, all eyes will be on 
on the South Sydney Rabbitohs forward pack. Um, and I'm sure the coach will be talking to them about, you know, Dimitro, you know, he, he understands that. He understands how important um, Damien Cook is to this football team. Um, and this forward pack has really got to win the middle um, against the Manly Ringer Seagulls um, on the weekend. All right, let's flip it over and talk about the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles because equally we had some challenges last week as they come off a 34 to 22 loss against the red hot um, Cronulla Sharks. I mean, Sifa uh, Talakai. I mean, we haven't seen a performance like that in that first half. It was unbelievable, and you know, again, you know. Craig Fitzgibbon, he was touted as one of the, you know, the best up-and-coming coaches. Um, you know, his decision to move him there, again, incredible. But anyway, we'll talk about the Cronulla Sharks soon. Sticking with the, the Seagulls, difficult afternoon, obviously, for Morgan Harper. Um, but I really, you know, there's very few players in the competition that could really handle Talakai at the moment. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how, um, you know, Manly respond this week against the Rabbitohs. Um, Cody Walker, again, we spoke about him. He's starting to you know, build a bit of a combination on the edge there. So, you know, Manly, they're going to be stinging after that performance um, last week. I guess the only um, positive is that they did have a little bit of a fight back towards the backhand in that second half. Um, and I think we saw, you know, more of uh, the Manly Ringer Seagulls there. Um, again, you talk about the significant loss of Latrell Mitchell for South Sydney. Well, the loss of Tom Travojevic has, is equally as challenging. You know, Garrick, he's, a, he's an incredible player, uh, but a very, very different player to Tom Travojevic. Um, you know, this this team's going to be a very different football team when he comes back. Uh, you know, in terms of Kieran Foran and Daly Cherry Evans, um, you know, you'd probably give them a little bit of an edge um, at the moment in terms of their form and the way in which they're playing, um, you know, over the South Sydney Rabbitohs pairing. Um, I, you know, I, I still, you know, go back and reflect on their gritty performance in the wet um, against the Newcastle Knights where, you know, there's just so much value in experience um, in these key spine positions. And, you know, when, when things get close, when things get tight, um, Kieran and Daly often come up with, with the right answers there. Um, you know, Cherry Evans, a little bit underrated in terms of his form so far this year. You know, the results, you know, they're a little bit patchy for Manly at the moment, but I still feel like he's playing um, at, a, at an elite level. And, you know, he, he needs to, you know, Nathan, and Cleary, you know, a lot of people have already said has already won that that Australian uh, number seven jersey for the World Cup at the end of the year. Daly has got to keep um, keep pace there. Um, you know, in terms of you know, you got to be trying you know reflect on the differences between last year's Manly team and this year's. You know, obviously, yes, Tom Travojevic isn't there, but you know, where else are we seeing some challenges? You know, I I really feel like you know last week we started to see a little bit more out of Olakuatu. Um, again, we challenged him here on the show a couple of weeks ago to show a little bit more on offense. You know, defensively he's been getting through his work, but we just know the potential of this kid. We know how devastating he, devastating he can be on the edge and. Look, he's coming up against some serious footballers in Jai Arrow. We know Cam Murray there, a skipper, will be there to sort of clean up. So, you know, um, Olakuatu is going to have to have a really big week this week um, to give Manly the best opportunity of winning. Uh, of winning. Uh, you know, look, looking at the rest of the rest of the team, um, you know, impressive performances brought from their front row. Um, you know, Sipley, you know, he's really finding, um, you know, his form uh, within within the Manly side. But again, I come back to, you know, this battle of the middle. Who's going to win? South Sydney, Manly, uh, both packs are a little bit inconsistent and they're certainly not sort of, the, you know, the elite consistent uh, forward pack. So, yeah, going to be very, very interesting to see, um, yeah, who gets the better of who. Uh, and Jakey Travojevic, you know, he's... Um, 
you know, he's an interesting player. You know, I guess for me, he's very, you know, he's very much seen now as that defensive, you know, workhorse that gets through a lot of work. You know, a lot of the flashy, more skillful players have really surpassed him when it comes to, you know, the elite lock forwards in the game. You know, Cam Murray, as an example, he'll be coming up against him as captain. Um, you know, Jake, he's, you know, he's, he's got a really big performance in him as well. So, um, again, really looking to see him, um, you know, I, I guess lift in, in this game. All right, in terms of predictions, South Sydney coming up against, um, you know, Manly. Oh, look, it's going to be very, very difficult to predict. I just feel like, um, you know, there's just a little bit more stability in Manly. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be very, very close. In fact, a Daily Cherry Evans field goal will separate uh, these two teams um, come full time. All right, well, now let's flip it over and talk about our next feature game in round eight, and it is the St. George Illawarra Dragons um, coming up against the West Tigers. This will be played in Wollongong on Sunday. Um, you know, obviously, let's let's talk about the West Tigers because, um, you know, the rugby league community, it was great to see them get behind, um, you know, Madge um, after what was an unbelievably difficult start to the season. But two wins in a row, um, yeah, just really special. You know, it, it'd be different if, you know, this guy was a first-year coach and was a little bit untested. Um, but Madge has been in and around the game for a long time. He's had a lot of success overseas as well as South Sydney. You knew that it was eventually going to turn for him, but... You know, he's had a lot of challenges. You know, my biggest, um, you know, my biggest, I guess, criticism of the West Tigers is I feel like they're a little bit of a thrown-together roster. Um, And when things get tough, you know, there's just, they they lack those local juniors that will absolutely do anything to win a football game. You know, I think about, I think about my own Newcastle Knights team where you sort of go out and you buy, you know, a player from somewhere, you know, during some of our darker years, I, I could really see that, you know, it, it just didn't. It just didn't mean the same to wear that jersey compared to some of our local juniors, and I really feel felt that way with the West Tigers. You know, there's a couple sprinkled in there, but you know, to be honest, this was very much a thrown together roster of players that have been bought from other clubs, and you know, you know, I, I just, I just didn't get the sense that that it meant everything to the entire team. You know, there was, you know, moments of brilliance from individual players, but you know, for for some reason, they've never been able to come together as a team. Insert young halfback Jackson Hastings, and it just, you know, it was always going to take, you know, one or two true leaders to come into this football team to try and bring them all together. And, you know, there's been a lot of criticism of Luke Brooks in terms of his inability to kind of be that leader. You know, sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. I think he's a fantastic footballer. You know, has potentially, you know, bought himself a lot more time there at 5'8. It's going to be very interesting to see what the West Tigers do when Adam Dewey comes back into the, to the, to the team. Luke Brooks, Jackson Hastings, Adam Dewey, they all don't fit into um, those two positions. So what do the West Tigers do moving forward? But, you know, Jackson, Jackson Hastings has really brought an edge to this football team. Um, forget the five leaders. Jackson Hastings, as I've always said, he's the captain of this football team. Um, he's, he's the leader. And, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting to see him, um, you know, his influence on the football team. Um, some other players um, that have, you know, caught my eye when it comes to the West Tigers. Tigers. Um, obviously, Nofaluma uh, continues to do his thing on the wing. Very impressive. Um, Ken Marlowe, I, I feel like, again, he's a player who, you know, you think about your Manu Vardavise, you think about all of those, you know, Semi Radradra, you know, 
Ken Mamalo has that talent, but there's just that level of inconsistency in his game, similar to Manu, that um, that does frustrate you. Um, honestly, Ken Mamalo could be anything. He could be the game's best winger, um, and I know that there's a lot of you know rugby league analysts out there that can see that talent as well. You know, can Luke Brooks, can Jackson Hastings, can Madge get the best out of Ken? Because you know, if if you can sort of build him into the player that he should be, um, a player who's scoring you know 15, 20 tries a season, I, I really feel like he's got that sort of talent. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see whether they can unlock that. Uh, look, moving through some of their other players, I feel like Alex Twall, again, you talk about local juniors, you know, this is certainly a jersey that means a lot to him. He continues to, to fight his way. Um, but, you know, now I think the key for uh, the West Tigers is to stabilise their 17. They've been a football team where they haven't really been able to maintain a consistent 17 uh, for a long period of time. They do have to navigate the Adam Dewey situation, but stability um, stability is going to be the key for the West Tigers. And, you know, the, look, the, the playing list is a little bit short of talent compared to the absolute elite um, teams in the competition. But Madge knows that, the club knows that, and that's why they've invested heavily in the player market for next year. Api Corusau is coming into the equation next year, which is a big one, and Isaiah Papali'i, you know, two two great um, uh, two great signings. But yeah, hopefully the West Tigers can fight their way up the ladder. I think that would be great to see. Uh, and obviously we'll flip it over to their, their opposition, you know, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Um, again, you know, just got to continue to praise, um, you know, the performances of Ben Hunt, his leadership, I feel like he is an absolutely, you know, he's a fantastic player. Uh, In my opinion, he's in career best form. Um, You know, someone who yeah, obviously it surprised a lot of people, but not myself. I've been following him for, for quite a while now, and he is, um, yeah, very, very impressive. You know, all eyes will be on, uh, will be on, you know, Zach Lomax, um, you know, over the coming weeks as well. You know, there's there's a lot of questions getting thrown around about who will, um, I guess, take, you know, the, uh, the centre position. You know, Latrell Mitchell will be out of origin. You know, 12 months ago, you would have said that Zach Lomax really had the inside running there. A um, lot of competition now. Stephen Cross and a few other players, you know, can Zach explode over the next few weeks and really sort of, you know, gain himself a New South Wales State of Origin jersey? Um, it's going to be very, very interesting to see. Uh, all right, time to pick pick a winner here. Oh, look, it is difficult. Um, you know, the Tigers are everyone's second favourite team at the moment, and I'm loving what Jackson Hastings is doing. So, oh, look, I'm going to go the Tigers in another upset. I just, I, I, I you know, I love the grit of, of this football team. Um, I've probably put the curse on them. So, you know, gamble responsibly. The Dragons will probably win by 20. But, um, yeah, it'd be great to see the Tigers um, get another upset here. All right, guys, so let's move through to our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, guys, well, let's continue on with the remaining games of round eight, eight, and the season is certainly heating up as a lot of the competition heavyweights continue to, I guess, press their claims as premiership contenders, whilst there's quite a few teams at the bottom of the ladder who really need to get moving. Uh, you know, it's only going to get more challenging if we don't see some, um, you know, improved performances over the coming weeks. All right, well, let's move through to our Thursday game, round eight, as we see the Brisbane Broncos at home to the Cronulla Sharks. You know, for the Broncos, you know, it's pretty simple when it comes to what Kevy Walter's trying to do, and that's moving this team from, you know, a 20-minute, 40-minute, 60-minute team to an 80-minute 
uh, an 80 minute football team, you know, a team that can, you know, produce in both halves. Um, you know, it's certainly been a bit of a challenge for Brisbane and it's certainly a journey that they're going on. You know, there's, there's been some improvements from last season, but, you know, really struggling to keep pace with the top teams in this competition. Definitely have lapses in concentration and, and moments and errors and really just open the door for, you know, some of the, you know, the better teams in the comp who are just waiting for those opportunities. Uh, look, in terms of some of the positives, obviously it's all things Payne Haas, uh, an unbelievable uh, player. You know, you've, you've just got to wonder, you know, what this guy's going to achieve across his entire career. He's still so young. Is he worth a million dollars, you know, in his next contract? I believe so. He's, um, you know, an unbelievable player. I guess the, 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 the disappointing thing for Brisbane is that he's, you know, not in a more dominant sort of spine position within their football team. And, you know, maybe if he was, that could contribute to, you know, a little bit more winning. But, you know, an incredible player and, you know, potentially a circuit breaker and the type of player that does attract others to uh, to your team. You know, Adam Reynolds joined, Kurt Capel joined. You know, there could be other players that, that look at the Brisbane Broncos um, as, a you know, a great destination. You know, you hear the rumours around, you know, Cam Munster and, and others. And I, I really feel like Payne has, um, you know, has that, has that ability to attract those players. Um, some other, you know, some impressive performances. I really feel like Herbie Farnworth is a special young player. Um, yeah, still very young and finding his way, but, um, you know, it gives him a little bit of strikeout wide. Um, you know, continuing with the outside backs, uh, Katoni Staggs, he's going to have his hands full this week. He's come out and had some really good chat against Talakai. Um, and, you know, he's, you know, really wanting to establish himself as that New South Wales state of origin type player. You know, injuries have sort of really crueled that over the last couple of years. So, look, this is his moment. This is his game. You know, if he comes out and scores a couple of tries, um, you know, this is a really important uh, game for him in the context of in the context of his career um look you've always got to keep an eye on Selwyn Cobbo um you know some of the sort of Joseph Sawali hype that he had at the start of the season was maybe a little bit too much but you know he's a young player he's got all the talent in the world and you know there's just obviously a little bit of impatience up there in Brisbane because you know they need a star player now they need a player who can you know dominate football games each and every week and you know Selwyn's got that that ability um, but again as a younger player it's just a little bit too much pressure but yeah being really impressed with the way in which he's playing football at the moment. Speaking of impressive, let's flip it over now to their opposition uh, as we see the Cronulla Sharks on the road. You know, this was the one football team that a lot of people in the media felt like could you know, flip the script in season 2022 and could sort of make their way up the ladder. Um, you know, Craig Fitzgibbon, you know, there was a lot of people talking about him being the next big thing when it comes to coaches, and you've already seen that in, in a couple of ways. I really feel like he's brought that physical edge back to this football team. When you think about Cronulla, you think about grit, you think about tough football, um, he's, he's certainly brought that back. And then obviously... You know, his, his, you know, his ability, you know, when it comes to X's and O's, you know, moving Talakai out of the forwards into the centre position has been unbelievable. Uh, Talakai's first half last week was historic. You know, that was an unbelievable performance and one we may not ever see again. That was absolutely incredible. And you know you're onto something special when you start to get other coaches, you know, start to think about the way in which you're playing football. So, you know, this shift of these powerful powerhouse runners, you know, into the, the, the centre position, you know, 
I know that Justin Holbrook is flirting with that, uh, well, more than flirting with David Fafita in, in that position. So, look, Craig Fitzgibbon's doing great things there. Uh, look, I know Nico Hines deserves a lot of um, praise for the way in which this football team's playing at the moment, but I also want to give a little bit of love to Matty Moylan. Um, look, we've always known that Matty Moylan potentially had top, um, you know, at least top 10 talent, you know, within the game, but, you know, certainly struggled with, um, you know, injuries and just his inability to sort of really find someone that he could build a long-term combination with. That That's sort of been the missing piece. Him and Nico have clicked since day one and, you know, you know, Touch wood, fingers crossed that he can play out the remainder of the season. Love the way in which he's playing football. And he's not a young man anymore. You know, he's a mature player. You know, he, he's been around the traps now. And, um, you know, he's going to be an important player towards the back end of the season for the Sharks. I've got the Sharks in this one. All right, let's flip it over to our second game. Uh, first game on Friday night, actually, at 6 o'clock kickoff as we see the Gold Coast Titans at home to the Penrith Panthers. Look, the Penrith Panthers, uh, they'll win this one, and they'll win this one well, 13+. plus. You know, this is typically the danger game. The Gold Coast Titans, very inconsistent. They cause a lot of the top teams uh, problems with their inconsistent play because, you know, when they're on fire, they're very, very hard to stop. But this is what's most impressive about the Penrith Panthers is their ability to not play down to opposition, you know, if they play some of the heavyweights in the competition, they're going to go toe-to-toe, win, lose, win by a trial too. But if they play a team that is struggling, they will put them to the sword. Now, the Titans find themselves somewhere in the middle, uh, but, yeah, really feel like the Panthers are in a pretty special place at the moment as a football club. And the Titans, they're still finding their way. Look, you know, it's starting to be a little bit of pressure in and around Justin Holbrook, but for me, it was predictable. There's just so much inexperience within this spine. And, you know, you look at some of the, the you know, the top quality football teams in this competition, they've got experience in their spine. Um, and, it, you know, this is this is a challenging time for the Titans. But, look, they're going to take their licks, um, you know, potentially this season. And, you know, ultimately it could lead to something special in the future. But Panthers to win this one well. All right, let's move forward now to the, uh, well, look, this is going to be a difficult uh, game for one coach because only one team can win this one. New Zealand Warriors coming off, um, you know, their loss, uh, you know, their biggest loss in franchise history, 70 points conceded against the Melbourne Storm, coming up against a very deflated uh, Canberra Raiders uh, football team. You know, um, look, sticking with the Canberra Raiders for a period of time, again, I'm just... You know, I, I'm I'm a little bit tough on Canberra because I have um, such high expectations for their forward pack. If nothing else, their forward pack should roll each and every week with Papali, Tarpane, um, and some of the second rowers they've got there. They just have the forward pack to win the middle each and every week. And, you know, obviously with Tommy Starling there at dummy half, he really has the ability to take advantage of that. So, you know, whenever Canberra, you know, is sort of not achieving that, it just makes it so difficult on the rest of the football team. So it starts and stops with the middle. Look, coming up against the Warriors, they were completely embarrassed. I feel, uh, I almost feel sorry for, you know, a few of the players out there who you knew were giving it everything they got. I know that Nathan Brown singled out players to say, look, there were players that did not, that, that just gave up. But there were other players that, that didn't, that tried their very best, but under fatigue, they were just absolutely uh, no chance out there. Um, look, yeah. After, after conceding 70 points, I know that the Warriors are going to be um, keen for a bounce back, but I can't see it. I think, um, you know, the Raiders get this win up there at Redcliffe. 
All right, moving through now to the Bulldogs coming up against the Sydney Roosters. Got the Roosters winning this one. Um, the Bulldogs, look, you know, starting to, to you know, keep a close eye on Matt, Matt Burton now. There's questions as to whether he is a centre or a 5'8". Obviously, he was a remarkable centre for the Penrith Panthers. Look, I still think he has potential there in the halves in that 5'8 position, but it's very, very difficult when you're not alongside an experienced halfback in Nathan Cleary. So, look, Matt, you know, he, he knew what he was signing up for when he moved over to the Dogs, but he really needs to start to lift up and mature beyond his years because, um, you know, this is certainly going to be a contest. You know, the Sydney Roosters, um, look, what's most impressive about them is they lost and they really struggled on Anzac Day. But, you know, this is what I love is, um, you know, Trent Robinson's ability to quickly, calmly explain, you know, what went wrong in that game. Cute. Our plays to to peg back the points. It's not a real complicated answer on this these ones. It was just you need to... Um, convert that field position into execution of plays to score some tries. Yeah, I love that. You know, Trent, you know, there's a lot of coaches who after they lose a football game, you know, they're very much like, you know, not too sure, going to have to rewatch the tape. I just, you know, I can't believe how we could come out and be, you know, be so flat. You know, Trent Trent never sort of speaks in um, uh, in coach talk. He's very analytical. He knows exactly what's wrong with his football team. You know, for him to come out and just say, look, we had all of the possession. We had everything we needed to win that football game. We just weren't able to um, to, to convert in, uh, in good ball. Uh, it just means that, you know, it's going to be a, a tough week um, at training there. You know, clearly the combination of Kiri, Walker, Tedesco, it hasn't quite clicked yet, but... I've seen this story before. I've seen the Roosters struggle previously when they brought in Cooper Cronk. I just feel like in two months' time, we're going to look back at the struggles the Roosters are going through at the moment and think that this was the making of them. And, you know, probably a game against the Bulldogs is what they need. But, um, you know, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to see a big breakout performance in particular from the two halves. So Sam Walker, Luke here would have a big, big game. All right, uh, the one we've been waiting for, um, the final game of round eight. And, uh, yeah, I'm nervous just talking about it. The Newcastle Knights taking on the Melbourne Storm. Uh, look, yeah, this is going to be 2 o'clock at home at, in Newcastle. Look, respectfully, I think you know Melbourne could probably roll out their reserve-grade team at the moment and probably uh, put a score on most teams in the competition. Um, 70 points they put on the New Zealand Warriors. Absolutely incredible. Uh, you flip that over to the Newcastle Knights, and we're a team devoid of confidence. Um, you know, Injuries have hit us, but you know, for the first time last week, we saw you know just some really disappointing um, effort. You know, And you don't mind a team getting outclassed by a team that's probably a little bit more talented in the Parramatta Eels, but yeah, there was just some really weak defense there. Our goal line defense was non-existent. So, um, look, you know, my 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 prediction in this one is that you know, similar to the Warriors, I think the Knights are going to bounce back. They were embarrassed at home. They're going to come in and fight um, in that first half and give Melbourne a little bit of a scare. But you know, in all honesty, I, I think Melbourne are probably going to be primed to um, yeah run away with this one in the second half. But you know, when I think about you know the Melbourne Storm coming up against the Newcastle Knights in this one, you know, this is what I think about. I can't take any more. I'm saying, baby, please have mercy on me. Take it easy on my heart. Even though you told me to hurt me, you keep tearing me apart. Would you please have mercy, mercy on my heart? 
Yeah, I think, Sean, you've uh, you've said it quite well there. And I know Craig Bellamy, he's an avid listener of the NRL show. Craig, if you're listening there, uh, please mercy on my Newcastle Knights. It's uh, it's going to be a difficult challenge, but, yeah, hopefully Caelan Ponger and team can, uh, can do something special there. But, uh, anyway, gamble responsibly. All right, guys, well, look, that's all the time we have. A very special one-on-one episode this week between myself uh, and their listeners. You know, really do appreciate these um, and enjoy these episodes, getting down, getting to, to sit down and talk all things rugby league. But never fear, next week our full panel is back off holidays. We're going to be fresh, uh, recharged, and, uh, you know, ready to take on the remainder of the rugby league schedule. There's plenty to look forward to. State of origin, you know, it's getting closer and closer. A lot of great football ahead. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. Continue to download the podcast share with family and friends and until next time we'll catch you then i'm saying baby please have mercy on me take it easy on my heart even though you don't mean to hurt me you keep tearing me apart would you please have mercy on me we won't hesitate to break down the garden gate there's not You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.